Lifetime. Brian Sextexton, John Ojeda, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars drive time starts right now. When we line up and play, I'm not worried about two years from now. These players deserve our very best. We're going to go win this game. If we don't, guess what we're going to try to do the next game? Win that game. You'll never, I don't want people to think like that around here. I don't want to hear, hey, we'll be fine in two years. You know, some of these players don't have two years. And this is a player's organization. This is a player's game. Our players deserve from our owner, from me, from everybody. We are going to try to win this one game we're playing. And then if we do and we're fortunate enough to win one, we're going to try to win the next one. Ready to work to win right now this season. Not a lot of patience from head coach Urban Meyer, but that's exactly what you want from a football coach. He was on the Peter King podcast. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't seen it. It's about a 30-minute long interview and very beneficial to watch. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time on a Tuesday morning. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Osier here with you. Our last week before the players, we think enter the building next Tuesday. That's the big thing is it could get pushed back, but as of now, it's looking good. Well, I think we'll know in the next day or two, right? I mean, the owners mm-hmm. are meeting uh, virtually and uh, the union's been talking about uh, different um, uh, I don't know, demands might not be the right word, but criteria. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, ultimately it is. It's here's what we want if we're going to come back and do this. So there are there are things happening and it would be nice to know. And th- that's got to be very difficult for this coach uh-huh. who's just coming in here and, as he mentioned, hasn't really even had much of a chance to connect with his players. Right, John, and that's that's the thing for me is he hasn't met a lot of these guys. There's maybe 10 to 15 players right now in the building, but a bunch of this team he hasn't met yet. It's it's hard to think come next week he might still not meet this team. Look, I say this. Uh, I don't know much about Urban Meyer yet. I've talked to him uh, a couple times in person, maybe once. But from everything I know and I've heard him talk about, this has to be brutal on him because he's mentioned it several times. He mentioned it in podcasts before. The idea of not being able to get to know these guys January, February, whatever he said about free agency that everybody's talked about, this is what has to bother him because at his core, I believe, is that element of player trust, coach, player trust relationship not being able to get started with that. Uh, I don't want to say it doesn't affect every coach. Every coach wants that. It sure feels like that is a core value of his, that it's frustrating not to be able to start with. Well, and, and if you can't start it next week, uh-oh. you know, Schlin, you can be around him for a while because I wouldn't want to be. He's not going to be in a good mood over and that. Look, and it's not – we thought we had clarity coming because so many people are getting vaccinated. Now, I know this week people who are 40-plus can get the vaccine, and I think next week, Schlin, you would qualify to get the vaccine. Um, but yet you have the pres- – yeah, the president, um, you know, pleading with people to continue to wear masks in states that have lifted mask mandates to put them back on. I mean, the clarity that we all think that we're getting, and maybe it's because we live in Florida, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden seems confused. And now the Players Association is saying, hey, look, this is still an issue. I just I don't know how you get that solved today or tomorrow. Right. There's still a lot of conversation that ha- there's just a lot of caution that's still there. And I I think I'd be surprised if the players are all here next week. Yeah, you got to come to a solution a week away. But someone's got to make up their mind. Well, I mean, eventually, look, they they proved last year, I believe. My belief is they proved on the field. And I think the the NFL even said this. Uh, uh, Dr. Sills said that 
they proved that the game wasn't transmitted on the practice or on the game field, right? During the game, they weren't giving it to each other. Otherwise, there would have been a whole lot more positive tests. Mm -hmm. What they found were is that in some meeting situations, right, where guys were in the weight room together in meeting rooms, there it was passed. A lot of the norms that we thought when we went into the season turned out to be a little bit different. I, that's, I think, what the league is arguing is, hey, look, we didn't have a lot of guys testing positive on Monday after playing. Why can't we get guys together to practice? And it's conversations like that that have to take place before we can finally get these guys on the field. Yeah, it's true. I remember when this first all started and we were saying, oh, offensive line, defensive line, no way, no way they can play like that. They're in each other's faces. And yeah, it it's wasn't true. a problem during, you know, problem. at least during the games. Right. And, and I have to go back and research, but I believe Alan Sills said that in February. Well, we will see lots of decisions to come, and that brings us to big things. Big thing ones, takeaways from the NFL virtual owners' meetings taking place. There are a lot of things they need to cover, officially making it a 17-game season, reviewing roughing the passer. If it's passed, those penalties will become reviewable. Overtime changes bring back sudden death. That's fun. Big thing one, takeaways from virtual owners' meetings. We'll see what comes from that. Big thing, too, is this guy, Trevor. You're going to be shocked by this, but that Peter King podcast we just mentioned, Urban Meyer may have hinted he's getting a little closer (laughs) to taking Trevor Lawrence, number one. Let's listen. Is there any real mystery that you're picking Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I'd have to say that's the direction we're going, and and, uh, I'll leave that up to the owner when we make that decision official. But I, I'm certainly not stepping out of line. That that's certainly the direction we're headed. I like the subtle uh. Like, let me think about this before I say it. And big thing three, virtual or real? Question mark. There you see it. They're all on the field. They're sweating. They're working. Will this happen this off season? Will these players be in the building or will they be on teams calls? That's something we're going to figure out this week. And Like John and Brian said at the beginning of the show, Peter King was on 1010XL yesterday, and he said the same thing. I would be shocked if there are players in the building next Tuesday. When is when this is supposed to happen? You know, and it hurts, John, if you're a a young player who is trying to improve and ascend and get better. You can only do so much virtually. I mean, at some point, you have to have your hand on the ground and you have to be working towards it. Now, I know football didn't always have an off-season program, but I'm not talking about you know the veterans being in shape and being ready to play and learning the system. I'm talking about some of these guys who are fighting for jobs, and, and that's an interesting position to be in because you know they want to be in the building. They want the opportunity to talk to these coaches and to get a heads up or at least a leg up on the new system, the new coaches, the new expectations, so that they give themselves a slightly better chance of making the team. Yeah, there are obviously layers all over the place on who needs to be in, who doesn't, because every player by nature is different. Generally speaking, you know, Shalane Bryant, you guys have heard me a million times walk up to you on a practice field in June and saying, what are we doing here? Because, (laughs) Because for veterans... I don't believe veterans with a returning coach, I don't believe OTAs are that important. I think it's overblown. But this is not a team with veterans, and it's not a returning coach. For returning coaches, I mean, uh, for new coaches, coordinators, for young players, and it's becoming more of a young players' league because the salary cap means you don't have uh, 
roster is made up of older players. But for teams with younger players, and especially with, with newer coaches, absolutely this period's important because this is when you teach. Look at Caleb on Chason last year. You think he wouldn't have been better with eight weeks of honing skill set? One final thing, I've now gone for, for a while. The question you have to ask yourself, if coaches are charged with improving players, if that's their job, which I'm not sure it's, it, it's that possible sometimes, but everybody says coaches need to improve players. If you don't have OTAs, then all they get is maybe two and a half weeks of training camp because once the season starts, you're talking game planning. So don't blame the coaches if players don't improve, if players can't be on the field for these two months. I'm done. That's me. <laughs> I'm over it. It is a very good point, John. You have to think come week three of the season, it's so Wednesday something's wrong with the technique. You don't have time to fix it. You're prepping. At that point, it's too late. You know, the NFL did a really good job, I think everybody would agree, at getting the entire season in all 269 games. They had some outbreaks, uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, yep. you know, everyone knows those. Those were the places. But for the most part, they got it done. But I think if you went and talked to coaches, they would tell you that it wasn't as good not getting the games in, but the game itself could have been better, yeah. right? And improving young players makes it better. Last year, they had the ability with the expanded rosters and practice squads and injured reserve to bring players on and off and kind of keep that going. That made it a little bit easier to kind of polish it up. But the game itself is better when these guys have opportunities to improve. Yeah, and I am curious that practice squad rule. I think it worked out really well last season. I'm curious if maybe they keep that, that designating one player, keeping it to your own team. John, what do you think? I could see that maybe existing even maybe without a COVID world. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I can't remember every detail of every rule last year in terms of player uh, machination, if you will. But for the most part, I think it, they need to gear closer to what that was than the past. Meaning, I think they need more. I think they need more flexibility. I sort of get why you can't have that sort of constant IR, constant being able to pull up everybody all the time if you will but i think they need to get closer to what they had it's a violent dangerous game and i think you need to let teams put the best players on the field that they can the opposite of that is you do have to have a system that prevents abuse of ir which is why it was so restrictive before but i think you can get closer to it without having abuse you can but remember too that money has always played a huge part in roster size right the, the owners don't want to have unlimited rosters where you're paying a minimum salary of a half a million dollars at some point it becomes excessive to have huge rosters and ownership doesn't want to however they just signed a 100 billion dollar contract or 114 billion dollar contract let me say that again they're discussing <laughs> it today cuz i think they're going to prove it in, in the meetings in the next two days. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to get closer to it, right, the Players Association is going to encourage you to get closer to it. It's a negotiating point to get closer. Maybe you say, hey, look, we'll do this practice squad thing, but we want in-person meetings. Right. You know, we want in-person OTAs. becomes a negotiating point. Oh, yes. Lots to discuss in these virtual owners meetings, and we are awaiting results. So stay with us, and we will update next week if we have results. When we come back, we're going to hear from some of your favorite free agents that you might not know that well, and we're going to tell you much more about them coming up. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. 
Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. The Jaguars spending money to make the team better. Now with Urban Meyer there as the coach and Trent Baalke is the GM, they're making a ton of moves. This is the place to be. Um, you can feel it. You can feel the energy here. Our youth fans is like really motivation. They give us the fuel. They give us the drive. Uh, I, I know they miss it. Oh, man, we miss it. It was so much different last year without the fans. I don't like playing games when there are no fans. You know, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of Duval chants uh, with number 11 in the end zone. You felt that. You felt that the fans weren't there, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to hear Duval all day. Duval! to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at jaguars.com. How cool was that video? It's good. Yeah, they did a very good job. Jaguars production is getting us excited for free agency. And speaking of free agency, one guy you saw in that video was Marvin Jones. And we keep calling him the leader of the wide receivers room. And that's kind of hard to do because we haven't seen him do anything on the field here in Jacksonville. But when you take a look at this, you'll see why we say that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy when you have playmakers uh, like them. Um, and uh, I just, just spoke to them. Um, obviously, I've, I've seen them play. And I've, I've watched videos of them and, and their film. Um, and it's something that I think that we could be, you know, one of the most dynamic in the league. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, um, you know, to, to be in this group. I'm excited to lead this group. And I'm uh, excited to make all the plays. That was Marvin Jones on DJ Chark. 
LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson. And John, this was something cool. Marvin Jones mentioned when the Lions played the Jaguars, he really talked about how much DJ Chark stood out and the excitement to play with this guy. With him on the field, along with Jamal Agnew, you all of a sudden feel pretty good about this wide receiver room. Well, Marvin Jones is a big time playmaker. His stats haven't been 1,500 yards, but his stats where the Jaguars need it. They need guys who score touchdowns. They've been off the charts. I, I, uh, again, Schlen, you've had a chance to talk to these free agents face-to-face. -face. I haven't yet. But on the surface, Marvin Jones has a Calais feel. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him because I'm not sure the team will ever have a free agent like Calais Campbell. But there's a maturity about the way he speaks, and there's a perspective on the NFL about the way he speaks that reminds me of Calais. Uh, if he's a thimble of that, obviously it works, but I'm wondering if you caught the same kind of vibe from Marvin Jones, Schlen. Absolutely. He came in knowing exactly what he wanted to get out of this wide receiver room. And Brian, frankly, this this was a void. I mean, you had Chris Connolly, but not to this extent of that veteran presence. DJ Chark mentioned, I can go back to being a 25-year-old. I'm going to tell you who he is, uh, and John will nod his head and agree with this. It, this is Keenan McCardell. When McCardell came in in 96, there were a few young receivers. Jimmy Smith had had one big game in 1995. Uh, Willie Jackson was a role player, and Keenan came in, and everybody kind of found their role. He had been with Andre Risen, who was here for part of 96. Um, he had been around the league with Chicago and Cleveland and uh, Washington, and he saw a young, talented room that didn't quite know how to play the NFL way. And he taught them how to do it. So as I look and listen and watch Marvin Jones, um, and I'm not comparing their playing style as much, but the impact that I think that he's going to have listening to him talk mm -hmm. is that of Keenan McCardell, who brought it all together with Mark Brunel and Jimmy Smith and Willie Jackson in 1996. Great comparisons. Overall, this group is just a lot of good guys. You just got good vibes talking to every single one of them. It and doesn't it, hurt. No. doesn't hurt to have good guys. No, it's not. Not a bad thing in right. the building. And another one is Roy Robertson Harris, who was one of the first in the building on free agency day, but one of the last to sign his contract. And the reason was that he wanted his family present when he signed this big contract. And they flew in separately, and he was going to wait until his wife and two kids were here. So take a look at this. Bubba. You say, Duval! Can you say it? He's shy. It's all good. We'll get it on game day. We'll get it on Sunday. <laughs> so that is his son, Jax, that you saw in frame. He has another older son that, that was standing. But, yeah, what a coincidence that Jax is his name. They said uh, it was meant to be there in Jacksonville. I bet, um, I bet the kid heard it and is now saying it ad nauseum around the house, driving his mom crazy. Because that's what little kids do, right? When you want them to say it, they won't. Oh, but yeah. when you don't want them to say it, they won't stop. Yeah, John, it was his moment to shine, and he, he, he choked up a little bit. But yeah, we have a feeling that the Roy Robertson-Harris house is a bit loud these days. Hey, Brian, that's what younger kids do. You know what older kids do? They take your money, is what they do. <laughs> I have but a couple, I know. Absolutely. Roy Robertson Harris is an exciting guy for this reason. Um, I get that maybe a lot of Jaguars fans looked at the entire free agent class and wondered, well, they didn't go after the top guy. They didn't go after the big name. 
A lot of times the best free agent classes are the ones that have guys who are still ascending, who are about to reach it. Roy Robertson Harrison, Harris, I'm sorry, strikes you as a guy who's gotten better and better and better. He looks like he's a guy who hasn't even scratched the surface yet. Uh, they may be getting the perfect age of free agent, the perfect level of his career. Uh, he might be a guy you look back on out of this class and say, you know what? He makes the class much better than maybe the national analysts originally thought. Ascending player uh, at a good value. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, he looks the part. Oh. Sure looks the part. Alarmingly large dude walking into a room. Yeah. It's not a game for small guys. No, he is huge. All right. We'll end with this one. Ray Sean Jenkins paved his way on special teams and made an impact in L.A. as a safety. And this is really his big, his first big-time contract. And I asked him about the money, and he was pretty honest about it, and I appreciated it. Anytime you can get someone to believe in you, man, it, you know, it's what you work for. Uh, you want people to believe in you. You want people to, to trust you, to come in, just like you said earlier, um, uh, be the guy that, that the, the, your name is called. Hey, we're looking at you to make this play. Um, this is what we bought you in for. And um, I just love that about, you know, how the Jags brought me in and, and, and it's featuring me right now. So that's pretty cool. I thought of you, Brian. Like, you just signed a big contract for a lot of money and I'm going to ask him about it because yeah. this is what it's all well, about. It's, look, it's pro ball. Yeah. Right? And that was his best answer. Yeah. And, and it's a dangerous game and you can get hurt, right? And so you play for the money. And I like this guy. Um, I like the way that he stood at the podium and conducted himself. Um, I, I can't tell you that I have studied his game enough, but I like his size, his measurables. Uh, I like the fact that he and uh, Shaquille Griffin are two guys who know each other. Um, and it seems like he's motivated, John, by the fact that the Jaguars picked him. You know, they didn't go after Anthony Harris, who was probably the biggest name safety on the board in free agency from the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they went and found a guy that fit their system. And, you know, uh, Urban Meyer talks about having learned a lot in his visits with Bill Belichick. This is a Belichickian sort of move to go and grab a guy that fits what you do, no matter whether anyone knows his name or not. Well, maybe it's the contrarian in me. I'm a little bit contrary, Shalant, if you knew that or not. Yes, I'm but aware. I like when teams have money to go spend and then spend sort of away from what everybody thinks they should. I guess I instinctively like that because it tells me they're sticking to their plan and they're not doing it based on what other people think. Rayshon Jenkins was, was not necessarily the guy that everybody wanted in free agency. They clearly have a role for him. Uh, you know, I think that's the kind of guy you go get at safety is a lot of times the big names. Brian, I'll remember this, Carnell Lake, yep. huge name, but he was at the end of his career. It wasn't the right time to have Carnell Lake. Rayshon Jenkins, much like uh, Robertson Harris, ascending player, uh, fits where they won in terms of value. You know, to me, they, I don't like the, the word home run in free agency, but it, it, it feels like they hit or potentially hit a high percentage of what they want, and he fits that. And guess what? He's already a winner. That's a fabulous head of hair he's got going. Fabulous. He's already won. Now he's got the money. 
Oh, to be him, Brian. Well, oh, and, and, him. I'm hoping that the locker room will be open this year so we can get to know some of these guys. Because, again, I really enjoyed listening to him both right there and at his press conference. He seems like the kind of person that I'd really like to talk to about football. He loves the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Carnell Lake, who played 18 games in a Jaguars uniform. He had a broken bone in his foot and made $18 million. And uh, now nowadays, that doesn't seem like a lot of money. Um, yes, but, it does. But, well, but for football <laughs> players. But 20 years ago, that was an obscene amount of money. For every Calais Campbell, there's Hugh Douglas, the pass rusher from the Eagles who came here in 2003 and did nothing, right? Uh, Bryce Pop, who was here in 98, 99, who didn't really ever pop on the field. So the Jenkins move and the Roy Robertson Harris move are moves that make you think, Maybe they've figured this thing out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've watched a bit of history. They're doing yeah. something a little uh, different. Mr. Khan has made a lot of shrewd moves in his business career. And as I think I said before he hired Urban, I expected he would get this right this time because he had learned through some mistakes in owning the Jaguars the first couple of years. He is now at the point in his ownership where he now understands it, knows it, has lived it up and down. Mm-hmm. So I expected to see some of these moves. Um, their free agency strategy was, to me, um, excellent. I'm excited about it because it not only brings in good rising players who will make this team better, but it protects their salary cap. They are number one in the league in cap room and signed, what, 12, 13, 14 guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are in great shape for yep. the future, and that's important. you got to know the cap. you got to protect the cap. Yep, still number one and overall played smart in free yeah, agency. I liked it. Number one, John. Is that what you're saying? All right. The cheerleader over there. Number one. Speaking of one Number of those one. moves. Speaking of one of those moves. Franchise tagging left tackle Cam Robinson. We will hear from him next, right here on Jaguars Drive Time. Jag's Drive Time is presented in part by Dreamfinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next grill. Everyone's invited. And at Deco. Visit at DecoUSA.com. Jaguars fans, are you excited about draft day? Get in on the action. Enter the TIAA Bank Meet the Pick sweepstakes today for your chance to win a special meet and greet experience with the Jaguars draft pick. Learn more at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. No purchase required to enter or win and will not increase your chances of winning. Open to legal residents of 50 United States and D.C. 18 years and older. Entry period from March 29, 2021 through April 29, 2021. To enter in for official rules, prize description, odds of winning, and other details, visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Sponsored administrator, TIAA Bank, a division of TIAA FSP. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell, or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers.
We're back, Jaguars Drive Time Tuesday, brought to you by Jet Home Loans. We were just talking about free agency, so now we're going to catch up with the left tackle who just signed his franchise tag and is ready for a fresh start in more ways than one. Cam's a, a good young football player, 26 years old. A lot of respect for him and where he can get to as a player. So it was just, a, it's hard to find left tackles in the National Football League. Catching up with left tackle Cam Robinson and Cam at the start of this offseason, there were some questions in the air. You didn't know where you were going to end up, but now you have the security, the financial security, and knowing that you will be in Jacksonville this upcoming year, are you able to take a breath and some pressure off your shoulders? Um, Definitely. It's definitely good to, you know, um, just kind of have that part of it figured out. Um, you know, it's, it's starting to, not really stressful, but I mean, it's, it's obviously on your mind. And um, it's kind of good to just, you know, kind of put that behind me and um, look forward to, you know, start to look forward to what we're going to be able to do next year. Very nice. Okay, so I, I don't know how many interactions you've had with new head coach Urban Meyer, but the vibe I've gotten, he's not one to overly hype up a player, but he did compliment you last week and say that, he thinks your ceiling is really high, and he said the expectations between you and him are very clear. So what are those expectations, and how have those combos gone? Um, the combos went really well. Um, I think I met Urban, honestly, when I was in college, because uh, he was still coaching at Ohio State when I was in school. So I met him a, a while ago back then, and um, I was able to, you know, meet him again uh, when, he, when he first got to Jacksonville. You know, we were able to talk um, on the phone a lot, and then we were able to sit down and, you know, have have a, um, have a couple in-person meetings. And he was just, you know, his expectation level for me is high. You know what I'm saying? He, he thinks that, um, I think everyone in the building, they know they know what um, where my potential level is and how high my ceiling is and um, how good I can be. Just as long as just keep getting better every year. You know, just keep getting better every day. You know, just 1% better every day. And um, the same way they have high expectations for me, I have high expectations for myself. So I'm just looking forward to, you know, like new beginnings and just, you know, almost like a, not really a fresh start, but a fresh start at the same time. Changes on three. One, two, three. Changes. Swipe. Yeah, we swipe. That's it. When they call it, we block it. Whatever they call, we block. You have your coach back, George Warhop. You have all the starting offensive linemen back. You have Tyler Shatley re-signing. And I'm sure especially with offensive line, how important is that that this group is staying the, stay the same and you guys can trust each other. Um, that's that's I can't even put words I can't even put it into words. Just the offensive line, um, cohesiveness and togetherness is 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 literally everything. Um, all five of us have to be on the same page at all times. If one person is off, it, it, it can wreck the whole play. So um, I think just for us keeping the, being able to keep the room together with our head coach and with all our pieces, um, we know we know what we got in our offensive line room. So. I mean, I think the talk never really kind of phases us because we know, you know what I'm saying, we know what we have and we know what type of talent we have in there. Um, now we're just looking forward to, you know what I'm saying, just like I said, like a fresh start and just kind of, you know, trying to establish, trying to establish our identity and trying to establish what we're trying to get done. And that fresh start, I don't know if you can feel it in Dallas, but in Jacksonville, there is this sense of optimism. The number one overall pick, 11 draft picks and you're not really the type of guy I'm getting the feeling that's rah-rah, you know, jumping on the table excited, but are you optimistic? Are you looking forward to this year? 
Oh, yeah, of course. I'm optimistic. That's just my personality. I'm laid back. Uh, I'm kind of reserved until myself a little bit. So um, that's just me as a person. But, of course, it's always exciting when you can, you know what I'm saying? We, we do have the first pick and we are, well, I guess I can't really say. We, um, yeah, we do have the first pick. So, <laughs> so we're so we going to, um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And um, whoever we pick with the first pick. <laughs> Damn, whoever I get we pick with going. the first pick. I get it. I get where you're going. Yeah. Um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cam, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. I know you are busy, so we appreciate it. And we'll see you here in Jacksonville soon. I appreciate it, Ashley. That makes me laugh every time I watch it. The end of that. Just not holding back. I, there's no point. <laughs> right, but I, I get it. The NFL wants a little bit of drama, and the Jaguars are trying to give a little bit of drama on it. Um, but you can tell it's cool that they're excited about a rookie. It is right. Most veterans, if you talk about draft picks, they don't ever want to talk about it because what do they care? Right, they're rookies. I'm in the locker room. Um, these guys understand the value of a quarterback, mm -hmm. and this one in particular. So I'll say this about Cam: uber talented. Look how big he is. Right, he's got all the skills. With with for me. I, I want to know that he wants to be the 15, 17, 18 million dollar left tackle. That's that was the question. That was what I was told about him was did he want it bad enough to work hard enough to overcome the injuries and to play at a high level? Um, let's see if the money motivates him. Yep. It absolutely. would motivate me. Oh yeah. Same. He is in Dallas right now training. That is where his trainer is, and he spent most of the offseason there. So, John, this is a big year for him, and, and I liked how he said that the expectations were very clear of what he needs to accomplish for himself and for this team. Well, it's a huge year, obviously, because until he signs a long-term deal, he's still playing for a long-term deal. And Urban talked about the possibility of that, but until it happens, it hasn't happened. So uh, I personally think the, the, the uh, critics of Cam Robinson have, have been, or the criticism of him has been vastly overdone. He has not been great. He's not been a pro bowler. He, he had some inconsistent games, but he has not been a bad left tackle, in my opinion. Uh, I think sometimes when a guy hasn't lived, lived up to that draft status, it gets sort of skewed too far the other way. Uh, he doesn't have that far to go to be really, really good. He just, as Brian said, he has to decide that he's going to take that step. And let's not forget, the tackles on this team, while they perhaps haven't ascended to the level that either of them would want, have not been in an easy situation. We all know that the uh, quarterback play behind it in terms of pocket presence for the last two years has been inconsistent at best. That doesn't help. But much more than that, when you trail all the time, it's very hard to always pass protect and always look great. Let's get some consistency on offense around the tackles mm -hmm. and see where they really are. Yeah, I could not agree more. I remember talking to Cam Robinson last year, and it was when they were going back from Gardner Minshew to Mike Glennon to Jake Luton. I was like, this has got to be kind of tough, right? He's like, yeah, all of them have their same cadence, different languages of how they – you know, snap the ball, it's hard. You don't know who's back there half the time. Well, it didn't matter who was back there. They were not an elite quarterback prospect. Mm -hmm. That's what they need. That's what this team is getting. There you go. Optimistic. I like it. It's not optimism. I believe that's fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's facts. Number one. 
All right, when we come back, Ozone Snapshots here on Jaguars Drive Time. Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity floridians know what it means to stand together that's why florida blue is committed to the people of florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality enroll within 60 days of life-changing events such as losing your job to get benefits like plans as low as zero dollars a month and up to 500 dollars per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com care today Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. You know, I had a chance to play with an organization that taught me that taught me a lot. You know, I got a chance to play with some some legendary, you know, Hall of Fame guys. You know, that's that's coming to the future. So, um, you know, everything that I have took from them, I want to bring it to that organization. You know, it's just guys who who know how to win. You know, and we bring a lot of guys in uh, in that sort. So everybody can go ahead and get on the same page and believe in the same thing. So, uh, you know, um, I know what they had going on in the past, but, you know, we're moving past that. You know, that had nothing to do with us no more. It's going to be a new team. It's going to be a new look. You know, we're excited for what we're going to do now. You know, and I definitely feel that that playoff team, you know, and right now you got to start speaking into existence because that's something that I believe in. You know, the more I speak it up, the more I show, the more I come to work. You know, I want everybody to continue to believe the same thing. So, uh, you know, we got something special here. So I can... I can, I can really care less about what everybody else think about what happened last year or the year before. You know, this is a different team, and, you know, we're going to get a chance to show that. On CBS Sports, the past is the past. It's time for the present. I liked it. I just, who cares about last year, right? I mean, this whole Fair. thing is the Trevor train. Let's go. Trevor train. Woo-hoo. Choo-choo. Let's do right, it. Let's make it work. Here we go. Ryan, what do you got for us? Who do you believe the captains or the leaders of this team will be? It will be interesting to see how this team meshes on the field, John. Well, this is obviously speculation in terms of captains because these guys, I assume, will get to know each other, and it'll be more obvious to the players who the captains ought to be once it happens. Uh, I, took a, I took a stab at this in the Ozone mailbag and said, I would guess Linder, Marvin Jones, some combination of that on offense. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, perhaps Miles Jack, combination on defense, I'm guessing here. Rudy Ford on, on special teams. Those guys feel like leaders to me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the mix. But I think that's a lot of what the next couple of months will bring, too, is finding out the answer to this question. 
I think it's going to be kind of a cool to see who emerges. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess, I'd say. I just put the C on Trevor's chest and send him out there. I was wondering that. Yep. Is it too soon? No, hey, he's coming in here with expectations, right? And, and if you listen to him and read the stories, right, where he talks about his expectations for himself, his expectations are pretty high. Yeah, it's going to be there eventually. We might as well just start with it there. <laughs> Captain qualities, to say the least. All right, let's go to Dan. I just wonder if they would make him earn it, though, Brian. There's my thought on that. There's a lot of earning involved with, with Urban. So perhaps that might be something that, that they um, earn. We'll see. Though. That's you reasonable. Be right on that. That's not an unreasonable request that he go and earn it. I just think he's coming in with, with the expectations of being the guy. Um, and I think he's going, if, from what I know of him, it, and admittedly, it's limited personally. But from what I know, talking to people who do know him, He's going to come in to be the leader right away anyway, because that's who he is. He's not going to be a wallflower who's going to hang back and let Cam Robinson do all the talking. He's always been the man, high school, college. He's going to be the man here. I, maybe he's already earned it. Yeah, I, I see both I'm sides saying. for we'll sure. See. And I see uh, Coach Meyer preaching trust with his players. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the span of training camp and he gets it at the start of the regular season. We'll see. Lots of time to tell. All right, Dan, what you got? I noticed watching some of the Trevor highlights that most of the snaps he took were from the gun. Is this something to be concerned about? Dan is causing problems. I chose this question because I'm not really concerned because I don't anticipate I think they're going to build whatever they do around him. So I think he'll be fine with that. Uh, You know, I don't notice this that much. I think he'll be fine taking shotgun snaps. I guess, Brian, I don't worry about it until he shows something that can't be done because he hasn't done it before. I, I'm not sure how you feel about it. I couldn't care less. They'll, they, I, that arm that we're, you know, that we're watching right now, uh, it, it, no, I've, I'm not worried about where he lines up. I'm worried about, does, are there enough weapons around him? Uh, they'll figure out how to use him. I don't remember Peyton Manning being under center all that much during his tenure in the NFL. Uh, didn't hurt him. I'm okay with wherever he wants to line up. We'll see what happens. By the way, is well, Schlen, Dan from Bulgaria, asked Georgia. The wrong guy. He wouldn't be concerned if Trevor didn't have a head right now. <laughs> his throwing arm was chopped off. He could throw <laughs> in his left. Guys, all I know uh, is that. For 27 years, we've waited for a franchise quarterback to be there where the Jaguars were picking, and there it is. And they're not trading number ones to scramble around. They're focused on their offense. Their coaches are doing what coaches do. Coach, not evaluate, right? Not try to figure out, well, should we move to get this guy? Or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the kid from BYU, or maybe it's the kid from Ohio State. Ah, No, no. The kid from Clemson is special. Not the problem. And he's ours. Yes. They're worried about how to make it work. I'll let them be concerned. By the way, Dan's from Bulgaria. Is that like Bulgaria, Georgia, or are we talking about, you know, Eastern Europe? Varna, Bulgaria. Is that near Sofia, Bulgaria? You're asking the wrong gal. I was about to ask you. no idea. I kind of knew that, but okay. Safe to say, I don't know that. All right. We're going a little different direction to wrap up Women's History Month here on Jaguars Drive Time. AEW is a highly successful wrestling corporation here, and a lot of times it's right here in Daly's Place. And Brandy Rhodes is paving the way for women in wrestling. And by the way, she's doing it six months pregnant. Check it out. So progress has definitely been made in the Department of Women 
in wrestling, um, female wrestlers. When I started as a female wrestler, um, I actually wasn't able to wrestle because they, they were so um, hell-bent on having an attractive woman be a talking head. Uh, so I was an announcer and I couldn't get past being an announcer to save my life. Um, I was good at the job and I enjoyed it, but I really wanted to wrestle. Um, at that point in time, also a lot of female wrestlers were more of a, I guess, variety bit, not not really serious. It wasn't very competitive. Um, it, there was, it was still common to ask us to wear bathing suits and have a match in the ring in bathing suits. So um, it's definitely grown from that point. You definitely don't see that anymore. Um, and I think that that's a good thing. And you have to be extremely um, thick skinned um, and, and resilient. People will just not like what you're doing. And the more success you have at it, the more they seem to be upset. Um, <laughs> that has to be something that you can kind of just brush off your shoulder and keep going. Brandi Rhodes, the first African-American woman to wrestle for AEW and overall awesome to talk to. It uh, it put things into perspective, Brian. I complain that I'm tired. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to make this graphic. And she's out here wrestling people at six months pregnant. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't complain. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it does any good. And I think that you uh, you are much more graceful when you just go, wow, yep. than to complain. Absolutely. And that is our program, Jaguars Drive Time. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Maybe players will be here. Maybe they won't. Stay tuned for the answer. We'll find out soon.